Attention wrestling fans, you're now about to listen to the men coming down the aisle from the main streets of South Elgin, Illinois, with a microphone in his hand and questions on his mind. This is What Do You Say with DJ. Welcome, everyone, to episode 26 of What Do You Say with DDJ. As always, I am your host, DDJ. Uh, real quick, uh, stay tuned for the end of the show because I have two big announcements concerning this show, and they are big. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, joining me this week on What Do You Say with DDJ is uh, the Gold Rush Solomon Stone. He is one-third of the Sin City Playboys. The other two members are former guests of this show. That would be rock star Johnny Nye and Mr. Made for TV, Tolly Bertarelli. Uh, Solomon's gracious enough to take some time out of his day to chat with me, and I hope you enjoy uh, what we discussed. So kick back, grab your favorite cold one, uh, grab some food, get in your favorite recliner or comfy spot, and uh, enjoy episode 26 of What Do You Say with DDJ? My guest this week, Mr. S- Solomon Stone, The Gold Rush. This is rock star Johnny Nye, and you're listening to What Do You Say with DDJ. And make sure you catch the newest episode featuring yours truly. What other reason could you possibly need to tune in outside of the fact that I'm on it? I mean, come on, people. And for those of you who don't tune in, be gone. Welcome back to another episode of What Do You Say with DDJ, and joining me this week is uh, one-third of the Sin City Playboys. Uh, You might remember uh, the other two members, uh, that would be Rockstar Johnny Nye and Mr. Made for TV, Tolly Bertarelli, uh, former guest of the show, and I figured I've had them on, so why not get uh, the last member of the group on there? So joining me today is the Gold Rush, Solomon Stone. Solomon, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. You know, I wish I, I I tell you I'm loving this weather, but I'd be lying to you because I hate this weather. I've already shoveled my driveway <laughs> twice, so. I don't mind it once in a while, but it's, uh, I'm already over it, so. Yeah, I was, I was over it back, I think, when we got our first snowfall here in Illinois back, I think, around Thanksgiving time or something, so I do not like the snow. Yeah. And that's all. all right, so let's get right into it. Uh, tell me uh, about your uh, how you discovered professional wrestling. Um, well, it all started at a young age, of course, just like usually anybody else. Um, it's kind of one of those things where I was like five, six, one, you know, one of those years. But I just remember being at my grandma's house, looking through the channels, and I happened to catch some WCW Saturday Night, and William Regal was on TV. Ooh. Not sure why I remember that, but that's kind of when I saw it first, and I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool!" So then started renting tapes left and right, and the rest is history. Right. So, uh, so who were uh, when you first started watching uh, William Regal? First off, criminally underrated in the world of professional oh, wrestling, big time. Yeah. But uh, so who uh, who were some of like the early uh, your early favorites that you uh, watched when you first got into it? 
Um, well, my number one dude was Hulk Hogan. You know, the the red and yellow, the the huge muscles, the bleach blonde hair, the tan. You know, the charisma, everything. Man, it's he's kind of what really caught my eye and drew me to that. And uh, I was a Hulk maniac from day one, and then I ended up, you know, being a really big Bret Hart fan. Guys like him, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. And then uh, as I kind of grew older, The Rock, Stone Cold, Eddie Guerrero, you know, those kind of guys. So nice. A wide variety. Nice. Yeah. So who would you say is your favorite of all time? Is it Hogan or is it somebody else? Man, that's so tough. Like, because like I kind of, you know, you go through different ages and stuff, so you have your different guys. But man, the one for me would probably have to be The Rock. Okay. But that's tough too, because man, like you know, in my adult adult years now, it's I appreciate Eddie Guerrero so much more, even before he passed away and stuff like that. So, I mean, The Rock, and it'd have to be a tie between those two for sure. Okay, that's right. a it's a it's a great to uh, pair there. My personal favorite of all time uh, is Ric Flair. I'm a Flair guy. I always ha- always will be. So there you go. And that so. Uh, so um, about what age were you when you uh, decided that professional wrestling was something you wanted to uh, pursue? Uh, it's something that I always, you know, I've always wanted to do, you know, ever since I've seen it. So it's like, dang, that's what I want to do. This is awesome. But um, when I really kind of decided that this is, you know, what I want to do is, you know, more in my later, I guess you could say late teens, early 20s, um, just you know i want to do this so i started looking up schools and then you know it was kind of one of those things where i just kind of kept you know putting it off but then i moved to iowa because my father lived there and i was kind of randomly at a pizza ranch and i saw a wrestling event poster kind of for you know a local promotion there so i was like oh sweet i'm gonna check it out did a little bit of stalking and (laughs) found him on facebook messaged him and then you know started a little bit of training so i eventually got there and did so Awesome. Well, first off, uh, before we proceed any further, Pizza Ranch, awesome place. I know it's not where I live. Uh, we don't have any here. I know there's a couple up in uh, Wisconsin, and I've been to them up there, and man, the food there is awesome. Their buffet. The Delicious. You know, the only thing, though, that I do, I have some beef with Pizza Ranch, man. Uh-oh. They never have mac and cheese. How can you not have mac and cheese with that plus chicken? mashed potatoes, corn, all that stuff. But, you know, what can they do? Now, are you talking mac and cheese pizza or just mac and cheese in general? Mac and cheese. Okay. Yeah, I was at uh, I was out with some friends uh, yesterday. We're recording on Sunday, so I was out with some friends. It was Saturday, and we went to uh, CeCe's for lunch, and I definitely made sure I got me a piece of mac and cheese pizza. That's good stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, you better get it while you can. I heard they uh, just filed for bankruptcy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and then don't sleep on, but man, though pizza ranch is top notch. It's like one place. Where yeah. My wife and I, when we get we go up to the Dells uh, for like family vacation and stuff, it's that's one of our places we always make it a point to go to. So, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, getting back into the uh, and back into wrestling because I could talk about pizza all day, but uh, um, but going back into wrestling, so you've made the decision, you know, you wanted to become a professional wrestler. What was the, the reaction that you got from like your, your, your family and your friends when you went to and said that I want to be a professional wrestler and that's what I'm going to do? Uh, a little bit of a mixed reaction. You know, my friends were like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, awesome. Blah, blah. And you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. 
you, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what they're thinking. You know, you're not going to leave hometown and go pursue this. But my mom, she was, you know, obviously being a supportive mother, you know, mm-hmm. but I, you know, and one of those things I feel like in the back of my head, she really didn't want me to do it just because, you know, all the possible injuries and stuff like that. Right. But now that I've, you know, been doing this and pursued it, you know, went through all these crazy times just to do it. Uh, my friend's like, man, that's pretty sweet. You know, they, you know, check out all my footage. I've had friends come to, you know, events. My family came to a couple of events. So they're all pretty supportive and thinking. So. That's awesome and stuff. So it's always kind of cool, like, when you go to these shows and, you know, see, like, you see your mom there and, you know, your friends there and stuff like that. You ever been in a situation? Because actually, um, I had C-Red uh, uh, on a few weeks ago on my show. And he told a really cool story about how his dad was like not a huge fan of him becoming a, prof- a professional wrestler. But like when he went to see him, re- his dad went to see him wrestle for the first time. He talked about like his dad trying to hit uh, this guy that was beating on him with his cane and stuff. You, you got any good uh, stories like that with like your mom forgetting what you actually do and not understanding and yeah. all that? Um, yeah. Uh, the, the first vessel was my mom, my sister, my aunt and, and a couple other people, a couple friends of mine showed up with their families. Um, but first match they ever been to of mine, and it was actually a Secret Santa street fight. So you know how that goes. Yeah, you know, chairs, thumbtacks, garbage can lids, everything you possibly wow. can. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, and you know, they showed up. My mom and aunt, I think, had a couple signs, you know, for me. You know, I'm I'm a heel, always pretty much been a heel most of my wrestling career. Mm-hmm. So I come out for the you know entrance and I kind of spot where they were. And they're like, yeah, cheering for me. Grab the signs, just ripped them up and threw them on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> now, did they know you were doing going to do that? No, it's just one of those things. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go over there and rip those signs. That's awesome. Anybody cheering for me, you know? But yeah, I mean, they that was the first thing that they witnessed and that you know crazy match that I had and actually I ended up getting power bombed on thumbtacks. So that was fun. But now quite so, an experience for my family, I'm sure. Yeah. So so a couple things I want to ask about it. First, that's a great story. I loved it. I gotta ask, did what 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 did your mom say when you you ran into her after the show? Like did she say anything about that? No, you know, she, she, she for the most part knows how it goes, you know. Okay. I've been watching my whole life, so once in a while she would check it out. So she kind of knows how it goes with the, you know, the heel baby face thing. And, you know, she knew that I was kind of more of a heel, you know, type of wrestler. So she wouldn't expect any less. She definitely didn't expect that. But, um, yeah, she had fun with it. So That's cool. And then the other thing is, is because I'm not a professional wrestler, I think the majority of the people that listen to this show aren't professional wrestlers. We see it on TV. You know, and I cringe every time I see a spot where someone gets slammed on the thumbtacks. Uh, what can you describe what what like it feels like to be slammed, you know, onto, you know, hundreds or thousands of thumbtacks? Like what what your body feels like, what the sensations like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was a it was a one of those giant bag, you know, giant bag poured out all over the ring, mm-hmm. um, you know. I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time ever even having thumbtacks in the match, but honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It was was worse in that match was actually getting hit with a chair on my back. That literally like sent a unbelievable 
pain feeling down my spine and back, just like, whoa. So yeah, it was crazy, man. But the thumbtacks wasn't as bad as I thought. What was more annoying was when I was trying to get up uh-huh. in my elbows and forearms and my yeah. hands and stuff. So I'm picking them all out, but it, it wasn't as bad. That's I never would have thought I'd 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 be I'd be sitting here talking to uh, some a professional wrestler, someone who does something that I have so much respect and admiration for. Tell me that uh, taking a chair shot hurts worse than thumbtacks. I always thought it would be it would have been the other way around. So this is actually pretty pretty insightful. So maybe I just got lucky that night. I'm not sure, but or maybe my singlet saved me from a bunch of that. It still sucked. It still, you know, was a little painful, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. So, yeah. So, I, I want to try to get back myself back on track here because, I mean, I, again, I could talk about stuff like this all day. And I, so, you, 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 you know, you had the support of like your friends and family. You know, they're coming to your shows and stuff like that. Uh, once you decided, you know, you got the blessing, you know, and you're like, you're, you're making this a reality. Where, where did you go? Oh, well, originally, like I was saying, I moved to Iowa, kind of spent some mm-hmm. time with my dad out there, and it wasn't something I was really expecting to do, you know, mm-hmm. was in wrestling and started out there. But I originally started a little bit of the training out there, and it was pretty basic, you know, just learning the, you know, bumps, rolls, hitting the ropes, stuff like that. Uh, my training didn't actually start until I, you know, was in Iowa, sold and packed everything that I had, which was basically just a suitcase and a backpack mm-hmm. uh, after I sold everything and just flew down there. Um, found an academy down there through a mutual friend that I ran into at an NXT show. So I kind of went out there just aimlessly, no direction, no kind of a plan, but not, you know, a plan that you want that's organized. And so, so I was like, I'm just going down. Just kind of almost like you were just going to kind of go with the flow and whatever happens, yeah. happens. Yeah. But, well, you know, in mind, I'm going to find a school and I'm going to train, you know, do, do this all the way through. So. Awesome. So when you, you talk about being, uh, you know, going down to Florida with essentially just, you know, a backpack as a, how long did you end up staying down in Florida? Um, I lived down there for about seven years. So when I was back in, let's see, I moved back up North in 2018. So about 2011, late 2011 is when I moved down there, I believe. So, so how did, so what did, cause I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable that, you know, you, you're, you're leaving pretty much the only place you've called home going down, you know, somewhere where you, like you said, you had one person that you knew with nothing but a backpack and stuff. How does, how does, how does one live, you know, in that, you know, in that situation that you're in, you find yourself in, how does that person make basically relocate to an entirely new place and live there for seven years, just basically with nothing but a backpack. You just gotta, I mean, it's just one of those things. You just gotta do it. You gotta commit to it and just Mm -hmm. do it. I mean, if you'd sit there and think about it, think about it and think about it, which I did for a long time. Right. It's just not going to happen. You know, you're going to always put it off. So you just gotta, gotta commit and do it. And when I finally did it, even though it was tough, you know, the first maybe year or two, Mostly that first year was pretty tough, you know, but, you know, I, uh, you know, made a lot of friends, made a lot of networking and stuff like that. And I just committed to it. And again, even if it was rough, I was still there doing my thing. You know, I kind of had a few bumps in the road down there, but just like anywhere else, you know, just gotta, just gotta keep going. Go with the flow. Yes, sir. And that's so, so, uh, 
So uh, where uh, where did you uh, train down in Florida and who did you train with? Yeah, so I trained with um, a place called DWI Academy. So it's Defendant of Wrestling International. It's a indie promotion out of Florida. Now they've been around for, I want to say, maybe 10 years. Okay. Um, and the head, yeah, the head trainer there, um, I was trained by Anthony Devlin. He was also the head trainer with Frank Reyes. Um, and I believe they had some affiliation with the Malenko's. But, okay. Yeah, so they split up, had their own schools and stuff. I ended up finding Tony somehow through that mutual friend, and the rest is history. So that's awesome. So, so what compare, you know, because again, you know, you're back up, you, you know, and talking stuff, you talk, you're back up, you know, in the mid- Midwest area of Michigan and stuff. How, how different is the uh, wrestling scene uh, in Michigan compared to Florida? Oh, man, um, it's night and day. I mean, just even in the Midwest in general, I feel like, mm-hmm. versus like in the South and in Florida especially. But Florida, I mean, you have so many schools and so many reputable schools, too, um, and companies and promotions that you can work for. It's just down there, I feel like I had, um, you know, more places to work that were, I guess, not so far apart. Like, I was literally traveling, traveling up and down Florida, you mm-hmm. know, so like that sometimes I'd be wrestling three or four times a week as you know at one point so um it's just different I mean you know Florida's wrestling is different than Michigan's wrestling just hard to explain just you know from the workers to the atmosphere to the pollution but yeah. personally my favorite is down south of Florida okay yeah Florida has a really passionate fan base down there and a lot of as many of you know as you know and as a lot of my listeners know and stuff basically right now florida is essentially the uh wrestling capital of the world i mean that's where pretty much everybody is you know wwe's running in florida they're running in tampa and orlando you know you got AEW running in jacksonville i mean you got you got impact you know in in tennessee and you got ring of honor in baltimore but i mean there's just so much wrestling action going on in florida i mean you know, we're getting ready. Florida's getting ready to host WrestleMania, or at least try hosting WrestleMania, you know, at Raymond James in a couple months and stuff. And uh, speaking of uh, WrestleMania, the the as of recording, we're recording this on Sunday, January thirty first. Uh, the Royal Rumble's in a couple of hour in a couple of hours and stuff. And uh, I'm assuming you're going to be watching, correct? Oh yeah. I always watch the big the big pay per views that I grew up on, but Ro- the Royal Rumble next to WrestleMania is my favorite, so I'm definitely tuning in. So, so I gotta ask, who are you pick? Who are you picking to win uh, the men's Royal Rumble, and who are you picking to win the uh, women's Royal Rumble? Um, that's a tough one too, man. Like the the men's, like I'm hoping that they have some kind of big thing planned or something. Um, I would love to see somebody like Cesaro get an opportunity in win that Royal Rumble, you know, his time, like, dude, it's way past his time, just like it was McIntyre's time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy, he's a guy that I would love to see. Um, you know, I want to see them go in a different direction. I don't want to see, you know, something that everyone's just going to predict. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of Dan O'Brien. That's how he's actually my pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. I know he's mm-hmm. kind of winded down on his career and stuff like that, too, but I wouldn't mind seeing Daniel Bryan, definitely Cesaro. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be mad about a, a Brock return, you know, somehow make that right. a little interesting. I know people are sick of him and 
this and this and that. But the dude draws money and he's a beast. And he's always going to be that draw. So, you know, you never know. Last Rumble, they had the show revolved around him pretty much. And, you know, and that I didn't expect that at all. And it made it for a great little Rumble. So, right. um, I would say any of those guys. And for the women's, I would love to see... You know, Becky's probably going to make a comeback, I would think, make a surprise. rumored. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing Ronda Rousey come back. She's been gone for a while. You know, she's a big yeah. money draw. Too. So um, I would say those two would be my picks. Or Bianca Belair, actually. She's actually my pick to win the women's world. Yeah, I mean, she's got it all. She's, she's money, man. She so. is. And I think her versus Sasha at WrestleMania would be money. So, um... So, yeah. So again, I, you know, like you, Royal Rumble is one of my favorite shows of the year, you know, cause it's on kickoff on the road to WrestleMania and that. So, uh, so do you, so did your, has your perception, like when you watch professional wrestling, like that it does, has your, like the way you watch wrestling change from when you were a fan to when you actually become a professional wrestler, like, do you look at it? Do you look at it differently from when you're watching on TV? Yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, being like now in the in the business and being a wrestler, it's just so different because I feel like everything that I watch, mm-hmm. um, just kind of know what's going on for the most part and stuff. But and it's hard to get, you know, shocked and all this crazy stuff. But I always find myself like watching the match and how they actually work and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you see like a botch or, you know, tell you can tell that they missed a step, you're like, oh, yeah. You know, they kind of missed that one or whatever. Right. But no, I, you know, um, that's just how I see it. I'm always like watching like in, in the wrestler way, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's different now, obviously. So <clears throat> when, when you're, when you're watching a match, do you sometimes like, like, like you'll watch a match. I'll just, just throw out two random guys. We'll just go with uh, uh, AJ Styles and uh, we'll just say The Miz. Like, if you watch these two go at it, are you like sometimes like kind of watching and maybe seeing things that maybe you could take and maybe put your own little spin on it, and maybe incorporate it into your matches? Do you do that? All yeah, time? all the time. You know that? Yeah, all the time. Um, I, you know, that's I kind of watch for stuff like that, or you know, just little stuff. Even like you know your basic chain race wrestling and stuff like that. Um, little transitions and. You know, even, you know, um, submission moves, just everything you possibly think of. I always kind of find myself in that mode, too. Just kind mm-hmm. of watch and learn, learn it a little bit. It's almost like a little bit of study time, too, at the same time. But, uh, you know, for that kind of stuff, I do watch a lot of older stuff. Um, and actually, how I got my finisher, which is called the direct posit. So, um, you know, Vader does the, the Vader bomb. So what right. I did, I go out for the Vader bomb bounce a couple times on the ropes and when I release and when I'm in the air, I spin around and land on my back on the wow. so, Yeah, so that's that's how I kind of came up with that is, you know, watching Vader do the Vader bomb. Because nobody else does it. I don't want to finish it that everybody does. Right. Yeah, you see that too many times and no dude absolutely nobody does the finisher. So yeah. from here on out, if I see anybody doing my finisher, you know it's because of me. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it see, and that's one of the things I, I really like that what you just said, and I like the way you explained it because you wanted to do something that nobody else does because, and I think that's great. I think that's awesome because if you do something that nobody else does, 
that's going to be just like, that's going to stand out so much more, you know, like to the people in the audience, you know, to the mm -hmm. people watching on, you know, like that they're why if you're, if you like, say if you're on, you know, you know, AEW or whatever, that's going to stand mm -hmm. out to them. That's going to stand out to the people that watch like, uh, I'll use CCW as an example, like watch uh, the set, their CCW shows on Amazon prime and that and stuff. So, um, so, uh, one more question, then kind of get back into your, uh, your, your, you know, your kind of your story. You mentioned that you've been a heel primarily throughout your whole career. What is it about being a heel that really, you know, kind of has you like, this is, I like doing this. Like, what is it about being a heel that appeals to you the most? Um, so much. I mean, I, honestly, it's, for me, it's a lot easier. You know, when I first started off, I was kind of a baby face. You know, it was, it was, it was cool. Like I didn't mind it at all. You know, it's, it's easy to do too, but I just found myself not being myself mm -hmm. in that character and being a baby face. And then, you know, with that, I just kind of did the heel thing. I was like, dude, this is so easy and so much more me. It's easier to talk crap because for one, I kind of, you know, I'm that kind of person and jokingly mostly, but I, I talk a lot of crap, you know, and I'm sarcastic. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people can think I'm a little bit of an a-hole, but, <laughs> you know, just that's just how I am. You know, my dad was like that, too. Um, but it's just so much easier, you know, so I brought that into the, the stuff. It's just easy to do, you know, love egging on those, you know, fans. So especially the ones that think they can out, out talk me, you know, you know, out smack talk me. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to. So it's like, oh, just sit down, you know, know your place and just uh, either cheer or boo for me. I'd rather you boo. Right. So I'll keep that in mind when I see you at the show on the 17th, you know, I'll be like, yeah, he's been on my show, but he's an a-hole. I'm going to boo him. That kind of and that stuff. But um, I do, I, 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 I do like, I do like your stance there about, you know, why you like being a heel. I think it's great and stuff, but, um, and I'll be honest with you. I love be interacting. I love interacting with heels more than, you know, the, the baby faces, you know, being, being in the audience and stuff like that. I'll never sit there and try to out smack talk someone. Cause I know, like, I, I, I'm just going to, I'll sit there and jaw jack, but I'm not going to act like I can out smack cause yeah. you will probably just uh, <clears throat> leave me in a pile and just walk away. And I will just, yeah, I'm not going to even chance it. Cause I know I'm gonna, it's not going to look, it's not going to end well for me if I try. So. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be a roast session for sure. But there's always that one guy oh, yeah. at a wrestling show. The one guy that just talks so much crap. Like, mm -hmm. just a couple yeah. weeks ago, I ran into one dude. I was like, God, I kind of want to kill this dude right now. I just go out there and kick him in the face. I even told, like, he right when I came out, like, he, I, I it had to have been his first time he's ever seen me because I, you know, never wrestled there in Florida before. But immediately on me, and I turned around and I was like, dude, I will kick your ass right yeah. now. Inside, I'll kiss. And yeah. So we're kind of going at it the whole show, but yeah. that's what makes it. Yeah. I, I'll admit like I'm usually, I'll either be sitting it with like that person or I'll be sitting somewhere close to that person and me being the fan that I am. Cause like I said, I love that kind of that, that constant back and forth and stuff. I'll sit there and I will do my best to egg that person on to just like, yeah, keep going with it and stuff, you know? Cause then, you know, because it's not me doing it; it's someone else doing it, and I'm getting my my kicks. You know, just watching and right. you know, laughing my ass off, thinking, "Oh, this is great and stuff." So, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it makes it fun for sure. 
absolutely and stuff so and that's one of the reasons why i love independent wrestling so much is because the interaction between the wrestlers and the crowd is just so much more there's so much more to it than you know even be pre-pandemic that i felt like there was in the wwe because you really didn't see you know that that much and stuff so that's one of the reasons why despite the fact that you know i love wwe i love AEW, i love all the from other the major promotions it's just indie wrestling holds a special place in my heart because of that interaction and stuff so oh, yeah completely different yeah so okay so you you spent seven years in florida you come back up to michigan um when you came back, did you did you go home? Did you go back to your hometown, or did you go somewhere that was a little, you know, maybe not necessarily exactly home, but close enough? Yeah, I went. I went back to my hometown, you know, which was kind of weird. I never thought of that I would, you know, move back, especially in Florida. Um, but yeah, you know, all my family's there, and so I was there for a while, and I know, just kind of enjoying the time that I kind of missed with my my family and stuff. Cause, Essentially, I mean, I was gone from my hometown for probably like 10 years um, wow. at that point. Cause, yeah, because like I said, I moved with my dad for a little bit, spent some time with him in Iowa, and I was there for maybe about three years. So it was a while. It was it was just, it was definitely weird. A lot of stuff was the same, but mm-hmm. a lot you know, changed. You know, I had a good time kind of, you know, reconnecting with some of those old fans and ran in, or not fans, but uh, friends and ran into, you know, people that I went to school with and, you know, they kind of, you know, kind of followed me from what I was doing in wrestling. So, oh, sorry, kind of kicked that over. Um, you know, we're just kind of surprised to see me back in the hometown and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. So everyone was kind of excited to see me a little bit. Now, I'm assuming, like, your, your you know, your immediate family and, like, your really close friends, you knew you were coming back. But did, yeah. did everybody know that you were coming back or was it just a select few that knew you were coming back? Just a select few because at that you know at this point in my life like I haven't really talked to any you know back when you're younger and in your hometown you know whatever you know everybody talk to everybody mm. and then you know at this point in my life I pretty much had an entire new life an entire new friends and you know career and all that stuff so yeah very select few kind of knew you know most part of my family was really about that. and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure your mom was pretty happy to have you back home yeah. Oh yeah, she was definitely. I mean, she the she you know pretty much the entire time that I was gone, she always you know kind of hit here and there. You know, she just moved back and blah blah. You know, <laughs> especially when times you know were a little tough. You know, I'd kind of tell her about it. So she's like, just move it. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, she was. That's all. Um, so when you got back to Michigan, did you uh, did you go did you uh, start wrestling right away or? Did you take some time to kind of reacquaint yourself before you got into it? Um, I I took a little bit of time, not very much. So I, I want to say maybe maybe a month of that. Mm-hmm. Just something that you know I wanted to get you know stay you know consistent and not stop for a long period of time. But then again, like I didn't know I have had no clue about the Midwest or even Michigan, you know, professional mm-hmm. wrestling scene. So coincidentally. Uh, this dude that I used to wrestle with down in Florida, and I didn't know this. I guess he moved back to Michigan um, a year before I did. Okay. And so one of those things where I was kind of on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, does anybody know of any you know promotions in Michigan or in the Midwest? Um, I'm up here and I'm looking, you know, to to work." And then he just randomly messaged me like, "Hey, I live in this town, which is like 40 minutes away from me, and 
the rest is kind of history with that too. Like it's kind of followed along with promotion. Ended up working that same day. And then one thing led to another and another promotion and a promotion after that. It's just turning it uh, all over the place. Just kind of goes to show that, you know, you, you get that one person that you hook up with or you become friends with, you know, and it's yeah. just, and you make that, you, you make that connection, you know, you form that relationship and then you just realize just how vital it was, you know, because look what it did for you. I mean, I look at, you know, when I meet, you know, being introduced to and having John Bullard, you know, the owner of CCW on my show, I like that, that basically that kind of is probably the single best thing I could have done for my podcast because, you know, having him on, having access to like all you guys and stuff has really done, you know, done so much for my show and just, you know, some things mm -hmm. coming down the pipeline, you know, I'm going to be doing with him and that. So, so it's just stuff I would have never imagined myself doing and probably wouldn't have been doing if I didn't meet him. So it's always great to have that, you know, meet the one person, you know, and just leave that impression on him that like, you know, all this time later, you know, all of a sudden he pops out of the blue. He's like, oh, yeah, come work here. You know, I'll get you in or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's just how it goes, man. I, it's just always random and random people like that. You just luckily meet, like, John, another one, like, you know, that I'm, you know, very appreciative of, too. Like, mm. I don't, it was just one of those things where I randomly kind of, you know, messaged the promotion, you know, in regards to, like, booking stuff. Right. And then sending my resume, I guess you could say, some mm -hmm. clips. Like, say, so, you know, I'm on board, and John's been, like, probably one of the best bosses I've ever had. You know, you know it, it, it's so awesome here, because I, I, I've, I, like I said, I've had a lot of the CCW guys on here, and every time that I bring up John's name, I have not had one one wrestler say one bad thing about him. And it's just, it's, it's, and again, knowing him, having gotten to know him in the way manner I have and stuff, I wholeheartedly mm -hmm. agree. You know, I think he's a genuinely good guy, you know, and it's just so great to see that he's, you know, so respected and revered by all of you guys, you know, like you all, everybody that I've had on talked about, you know, oh yeah, John's the best boss ever. I love coming to work for him. You know, I love when I'm here, I don't feel like I'm at work and stuff like that. Yeah. And that makes a world of difference too, because, you know, in wrestling, it's, it's very rare, you know, that you have an awesome boss, like all the way through, you know, mm -hmm. So, so you kind of already answered my question about how you got in connection with John, you know, and got hooked up with CCW and that. So, um, so being in that you were in CCW, you at the CCW show in Michigan City, Indiana on October 3rd this past year, you know, you tagged with Tully Bertarelli. Um, was that your first time in Indiana or have you wrestled in Indiana prior? No, I wrestled in Indiana before, um, just not in Michigan City or CCW. That was kind of my debut for the town and CCW. Okay. Um, and with Tully, that was the first time I actually ever met him in person. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, you know, just click. Right. And, and, and it shows because, I mean, you guys worked really well together. You know, I legit popped for, you know, the heart attack finisher there. I thought that was great uh, um, and such. So. Now, you mentioned that that show was the first time you met, you know, your fellow Sin City playboy, Tully Bertarelli. Is it say, could the same be said for uh, your other guy, uh, rock star Johnny Nye? Was that your first time meeting him as well? Yeah. And again, like for pretty much that entire roster, except for like maybe, I don't know, three or four guys that I've previously worked for, you know, or not for, but with in other locker rooms. Like that. But yeah, it was the first time. For, for a lot of things there 
and, and what is it like, you know, like you're, you're going to a new, you know, a new organization, you know, you're, you know, stepping into a new locker room and stuff like that. Like ge- generally, what is it like, you know, for someone who's new to a, prom- you know, a promotion, you know, coming in and stuff like, what is it like when you walk into that locker room for the first time and, you know, and you see all these guys that have, you know, you know, been there, you know, like, you know, maybe like the cornerstones of the promotion or just, you know, what, what kind of reaction do you, does a new wrestler coming into an, uh, an organization typically get, or at least from your, your, your eyes? Um, the, the easiest way I could compare it to is like your first day of like high school. Okay. You know, from like middle school to high school, you know, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like you don't know anybody. But it's 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 always easy for me. Like anytime, like I have debuts with new companies, you know, people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually not too bad. You know, just go in there and shake your hand, shake hands with everybody, introduce yourself. You know, kind of get the feel of it. You know, obviously, you know, introduce yourself to the promoter, and just kind of go from there. You know, make make your talks with everybody. You know, it's just one of those things. You just it's not it's not hard for me to do, just because I in those situations I'm pretty social and stuff like that and next thing you know it's already the, the night's ended so it's not bad some guys i know it's probably difficult for but just go out there and you know introduce yourself and meet new people network yep fun so uh so um, <laughs> God, i had a question mine and now i can't remember what it was here so i'm trying to think of here so you talked about, you know, like, you know, walking in, being respectful, meeting everybody, things like that. Um, have, yeah, a lot of times, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the, you know, respecting, you know, those who came before you, who paved the way and stuff like that. And I know there's a few people out there that have, you know, gone out and said, I believe uh, Devon Dudley just recently uh, kind of came out and said that he feels like this generation of uh, these, this generation's, uh, you know, wrestlers are rude and disrespectful. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on something of that nature? I mean, would you agree? Would you disagree? What are your thoughts on like the, the current generation of professional wrestlers, seen as you're kind of, you know, part of, of that generation? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of part of that generation, but also I'm more, you know, old school, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Um, but again, like I'm not, part of really the the new generation of these new kids but uh, i mean i agree with them for the most part i I agree with 100 i mean i i try to stay out of that stuff and not give my opinion usually but i mean i agree with them 100 like i just see a lot of the new generation guys coming up or fresh out of school or been it for maybe a year or two like it just kind of seems like these you know kids are a little little assholes sometimes and just come off a little entitled and I don't know, just it's hit or miss with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's guys, and that's one thing too. I feel like that should be. That should be the, like the number one thing that should be taught to you know, have respect for the ones that paved the way for you. respect this business, respect anybody, you know? And then also too, is like, I mean, that's just how I am in general. I was raised the right way. You know, you respect people, you respect yep. your peers, respect your elders, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it go, it, that's one of those things that's just all over the place, you know. But it's just something I see a lot of. You know, not everyone's like that, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's just on the, the actual person itself and sometimes on the trainer, too. But you definitely want to respect those that uh, paved the way. 
right. So, so a lot of times, you know, independent shows to draw crowds uh, and or to get, uh, you know, bigger crowds, especially if they're doing like a bigger show, things like that. They ha- they usually will bring in, you know, a legend or someone that may have just been recently released from one of the major companies that, you know, still has some name value out there um, and stuff. Have you ever been like wrestled on a show where like someone, let's just say, you know, they someone would bring in, say, like Jake the Snake Roberts or you know, I just, just like, you know, Bret Hart, just somebody that's, you know, maybe you grew up watching or saw on TV. Have you ever been a, been a part of any of those shows? Um, God, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I've been on shows with, you know, bigger names that haven't, you know, got released or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just can't think of anything off the top of my head. I've met some legendary people that I grew up watching and stuff like that. Um, I do. It's kind of a funny story real quick. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't at at a wrestling show. It was actually like the first job I got when I was down in Florida. I was waiting tables at Olive Garden. Okay. Yeah, so I saw a group, maybe like six or eight people come in, and some of these guys were big, jacked-up beefcakes and older-looking guys, you know? Uh And next thing you know, Jimmy Hart walks in. I'm like, whoa! You can tell who Jimmy Hart is because oh yeah, he, much, he can. He dressed he, the same and everything yeah. too, and his, you know his hair and all that stuff. He was still wearing the glasses, and I almost, you know, you know, freaked out there for a minute, but kind of kept my composure. And everyone's like, "What's your problem?" All my coworkers and stuff. I'm like, "You guys know who that is? It's Jimmy Hart." Like, no, you know, they're obviously not wrestling fans. And, stuff like that. <laughs> and I just kept talking about it, and they're like, well, "Why don't you just go?" Because it wasn't my tape that they were sitting at. It was another service table. And so the girl server, she was like, well, why don't you just go bring them, you know, I got their drinks, go bring it to them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, all right. So I went over there and I have the drinks on a tray and I'm setting them down. I'm kind of like, you know, being a little Mark inside. And I <laughs> I go to set Jimmy's drink down. I'm like, my hand's like shaking a little bit. Here you go. You know, and then I, you know, immediately walked away. So I'm doing my own thing with my tables, getting their order or something like that. And maybe 10 minutes later, I'm in like the side station filling up drinks and stuff like that. We're only the workers. Can be. Right. And I feel a tip on my shoulder and I turn around and Jimmy Hart's like right in my face. He's like, well, hello there. And I'm like, I was like, hey, hey how's it going? How you doing? And he was like, well, I heard you're a big fan. I'm like, yes, sir. Very nice to meet you. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'll tell you what, let's go outside on the patio and let's, you know, take a few pictures. I'm like, Really? Oh like, wow! Yeah, I was like, all right, like I didn't, I didn't even ask or anything. He came up to me and just offered. We talked for a couple minutes, took pictures. He was like, you know what? I'll tell you what. Let's do a different position, maybe better lighting, and just you know, just totally like mm-hmm. he didn't have to do it. You know, I just came up. To me. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Jimmy Hart's is as a class act. I met him um, at a wrestling convention. It was a uh, Starcast three. That the day it was the weekend of uh, AEW's All Out and. Couldn't have been any nicer. I mean, I've got like two really good pictures with him and stuff. I got one where it's like I'm yelling into his megaphone and and that. And it's just, yeah, I just, I loved hearing this story because your experience with Jimmy Hart pretty much mirrored my experience meeting him. And he's just one of those guys that, man, it's just, you have those experiences meeting these guys that you grew up watching on TV. And when they're so good to you, it just makes you love and respect them that much more. Yeah, man, he was genuinely a very nice dude. Would you? I mean, you don't have 
they don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. He's no kind of went in his way. So that's pretty cool. And that's the thing, like he he it's not like you went to him and asked, you know, for a picture or an autograph. He came to you and it's like, Oh, I heard you're a fan, you know, let's go take it. I mean, that's really cool. And again, yeah. I just, I'm thinking to myself as I'm listening to you tell the story, it's like that's Jimmy for you. Yeah. And that's and he didn't even charge me. This yeah, this is what I first like when I first started training in Florida too. So I wasn't even like in in the business, in the business. So, you know, I could mark out, you know, without feeling like a you know, wrestling mark. So now did he did you uh did he know or did you tell him that you were training to be a pro wrestler? Yeah, I let him know. Like I was like, Yeah, just moved down here, you know, not too long ago, started training and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, you know, just go out there and keep doing it. Don't you know, don't give up. And, you know, small little pep talk like that. So it was pretty Yeah. Yeah, I was one of those thinking. things where I couldn't talk forever too, because I was literally in the middle of my shift and it was like right. lunch runs and everything like that. So kind of had to keep it minimal. Right. And so, and I was going to ask you if he gave you any advice, but I mean, it's nice that he gave you that little pep talk and stuff. So, yeah. and that's so, so, but yeah, so pretty much a, just about done here and stuff. So I got a couple more questions I wanted to ask. Uh, one, um, so what is it like being uh, a part of a faction? Cause like I said, you're, you're, you're one third of the Sin City Playboys. You guys are all managed by, I, I believe it's Bo Anderson. Yep. And then, so, so what, what, so what is it like being part of a faction versus kind of being your own guy? I don't know. It's different. I like it. It's first time I've ever done it, really. Okay. I've been a part of a couple tag teams here and there and stuff like that. Not you know, kind of brief. You know, I've been mostly singles wrestler and stuff like that, but I dig it. It's cool, man. I like it. You know, especially when you get some guys that you click with mm. and you just can't beat it. It's fun and, get to beat people up doing it so we all know how much fun you heels have beating people up oh yeah i mean you saw firsthand me and me and tully we put the hurting on the thieves over there so yeah you did you know you got you guys got the win you guys looked great doing it you know i'm really excited for uh your uh, match coming up here, you know, in a couple months, uh, you know, at the next CCW show. And uh, I'm going to give you yeah. a couple minutes here. I'm going to give you a chance to talk about that and stuff. So, but, uh, so I'm, a, you know, we talked about you're watching the Royal, you're, we are, we're both watching the rumble here later today. And that, so obviously you follow the current product, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. So who, who are some of the guys like that you're like that you're fans of now? Like the one, the guys that are on TV mm-hmm. every week. Um, I think uh, I like AJ a lot. I've always liked AJ. Yeah. Um, he's part of the WWE finally. Samoa Joe is a big one. Adam Cole. He's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait for him to finally get some kind of opportunity. Right. Um, I like Killer Cross or, uh, carrying cross. cross, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I love what Roman's doing now. Me too. Hot, like hands down. Anytime he's on the TV, you know, I'm watching. Like, yeah, that's good. You know, just everything, every little thing that he does, like just facial expressions, how he just sits there and just yep. you know everything. And then Paul in the background, everything he does, like it's just it, it's perfect. It fits him, and he's doing awesome with that. So I'd say those are probably my top guys for sure. 
gotcha. Yeah. My five-year-old son's favorite wrestler is Roman Reigns. So, and he's, he's just starting to get into it. And every time I ask him, I'm like, Matthew, who's your favorite wrestler? He goes, Roman Reigns. So he's, you know, so I'm, I'm glad that he, I hope he sticks with it because this is something I've always wanted to, this is something I've always wanted to do when I found out I was going to be dad's was like, and I was going to have, be, have a, I was going to have a son, you know, I was like, I hope I can, you know, this this would be like our thing to you know to do together as we watch wrestling and stuff. So I'm just waiting for him to kind of develop that attention span. Yeah, he's gonna start liking everyone that you don't like. You know what? Even if he if he likes the guys I don't like, it'll make for inter- interesting conversation and interactions. You know, come pay per view Sundays or you know Monday nights or Friday nights for SmackDown and stuff. So and that fun little WrestleMania parties. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking um, of WrestleMania, have you been to WrestleMania? Any WrestleMania? Yes, I actually went to WrestleMania 13 in uh, Chicago back in 1997. I was there for uh, Brett versus Austin in the infamous double turn. So nice. Yeah. So that's the only one I've been to. I I had a chance to go to WrestleMania 22 when it was in Chicago, but for some reason I can't remember why I didn't go. But I did go to uh, Raw with the night after at the Allstate Arena, the the like the night after and stuff. Yeah, I've been, I've, I can cross WrestleMania off my bucket list. I have been to one. What about nice. you? Um, yeah, dude, I've been to. God, I went. To, my first one was twenty three in Detroit. Nice. That was sweet, man. <laughs> that was so cool, especially you know being my first time. Um, and then like right after the the show was over, literally after uh, what was it seeing a BHBK. So they're yeah. closing down, you know, the end of the show. And I think it was Josh Matthews that was out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, got a camera walking around to where our seats were, walking around with a camera and a microphone. I'm like, oh, crap. I wonder what they're going to do. And he randomly came up to me. He's like, hey, do you want to do an interview real quick? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some young punk kid, you know, you know, all giddy and excited. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So then um, – he interviewed, so what are your thoughts on, you know, WrestleMania? And I just, dude, I shit the bed. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Like, I wish I could find it out. It used to be on their website, but I just kind of freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, it was so cool. And blah, 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 just going off. And I'm like, man, that was embarrassing after I watched it. But <laughs> they changed, like, the website back in the day used to be, like, Windows Media Player for the videos. Yeah. And now that they switched it to like the ones that they have with ads and stuff, you can't even like I have the link saved. I've had it saved for a long time in hopes that I can like save the video somehow. Right. But it's, it won't work or won't pop pull up like in the in the media player at all. So that's a bummer. I tried writing them actually. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, please let me somehow get a copy. It's like I emailed them what the message to. It's like please let me get a copy of this, but no response. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I kind of had a similar experience. Um, I went, I went to uh, All Out back in 2019. My uh, friend and I, we uh, got to, we sat, we got to sit second row from the ring, you know, facing the hard camera and stuff. And as we, we just, they just opened the arena. We just got our merch and we went to our seats. And they had uh, uh, a gentleman who works for Fight TV, Josh Chernoff. I don't know if you're familiar with that, with that name and stuff. He was over, you know, we just got in our seat and he comes over to me and my friend. He's like, hey, you know, I work, I'm Josh Chernoff, you know, I work for Fight TV. Would you like to, you know, can, can I do an interview with you guys and stuff? And we were like, yeah, sure. You know, because he interviewed us because like, you know, they were doing like, you know, hyping up the show, trying to get people to, you know, buy the show and stuff. I think they were doing it for yeah. the international market and stuff. I think they're and stuff. But it's just, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's the case, like you, you know, it's like, don't sound stupid. Don't say anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid, you know, and I think I pulled it off, so. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure my voice squeaked at one point. I was like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> dude, like, it was being recorded and stuff. I just flipped out. I don't know. It's one of those things. Man. I'll, never, I'll never forget it. That was, that was a good time and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so that's basically it. And then before I let you go, uh, normally before I let my guests go, I give them a chance to some time to, uh, you know, plug any upcoming events and, you know, if you have merch, how you can buy it. So, yeah. So uh, tell the audience here about shows you got coming up and uh, also how can uh, fans buy uh, Solomon Stone merchandise? Yeah. Uh, the next show I have will be for Generation Championship Wrestling. It's going. The event is called... Uh, for the no, the love of wrestling, and that is February 13th in Sanford, Florida. Um, and then you can follow me on the Gold Rush slash or no, the Gold Rush 83 on Facebook. Uh, let's see, I just changed my Twitter handle, it is on Twitter, uh, the Gold Rush 22, YouTube, it's Showtime 83. And then I have merch, all kinds of merch. I actually have four designs up now, which I'll actually be designing another one, brand new. By yours truly, that will be up soon on Pro Wrestling T slash The Gold Rush. So get your Solomon Stone merch while you can. And guys, uh, be sure to uh, take advantage. Um, starting uh, later on today when this episode drops uh, and going through Wednesday, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is doing a customer appreciation sale. I believe it's 20% off everything and I believe also free shipping. So this would be the perfect time to... Buy your uh, buy your Solomon Stone merchandise and that. So, that, get it, get it and stuff. So, but Solomon, uh, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to do this. I'm glad we finally were able to nail down a time to make this work, <laughs> and that. So, yeah. um, and that um, I had a blast. And uh, if I don't, I'm sure I'll be talking to you beforehand and stuff. But if I don't, I will definitely see you at. Uh, the April 17th uh, Chicago land championship wrestling show that you'll be a part of. And uh, real yes, quick, and real quick, I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but uh, my uh, group that I'm a part of on Facebook pro wrestling junkies, were actually sponsoring uh, your guys's match. So. Hey man, that is awesome. We appreciate that as well. The sensitive book playboys are going to treat you real good for uh sponsoring our match so all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hold you to that and i'm gonna remember that a right? little bit of a fun fact about that show coming up on the 17th next this the day before my birthday so Ooh. all right all right we'll see what a surprise we can uh you know bring for you I appreciate that, man. I'd love to party with the Sin City Playboys man. I'm COVID screwed up my birthday last year. I'm not gonna let it screw up my birthday this year so up a lot of things we'll, we'll change that in 2021 right right on so all right my man well hey have a great day thanks so much for doing this uh enjoy the royal rumble and uh i will be talking to you soon all right brother thank you you got it wrestling fans steve Arrett here one half the commentary team of chicago land championship wrestling also the general manager of chicago style wrestling you are listening to What Do You Say with I want to give a big shout out to uh, Solomon Stone for taking time out of his day to have a conversation with me. Really enjoyed the talk, really enjoyed the stories, and you can uh, check them out in action here coming up on February 13th. Information will be coming across the screen if you're watching this on YouTube, and if not, if you're listening to this on 
uh, audio, you can find the information in the episode description. Uh, Solomon will also be in action along with the rest of the Sin City Playboys on Saturday night, April 17th, 2021, as part of uh, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Saturday Night Grapple Masters. Information for that show is coming across the screen if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio version, that info will be in the episode description as well. More on uh, the Chicagoland Championship Wrestling show in a couple of minutes here. Uh, you can also go to ProWrestlingTees.com and search Solomon Stone and get yourself a an awesome Solomon Stone t-shirt. And be sure to take advantage of the customer appreciation sale that will be happening uh, Monday through Wednesday. Information is on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you are listening to this on via audio, it will be in the episode description as well. But the sale is 20% off everything with free USA shipping. So, uh, yes, be sure to uh, not only grab a Solomon Stone shirt, but stock up on some things you may have had sitting in your cart for a while. Alrighty, guys, it is announcement time. Two big announcements that I have been teasing for the past few days. Uh, the first announcement concerns the April 17th show uh, for CCW Saturday Night Grapple Masters. Uh, this podcast, What Do You Say with DDJ, will be sponsoring a match. It will be sponsoring uh, the match with Mr. 3%, Jonathan Hudson, the future CCW World Heavyweight Champion, who will be accompanied to the ring by his crew, the Chicago Connection. Uh, he'll be going up against Chip Walker. That's announcement number one. Announcement number two, I alluded to the uh, Pro Wrestling Tea sale, 20% off everything. Uh, one other shirt that you can get now on ProWrestlingTees.com is the official What Do You Say with DDJ shirt. Uh, you can just type in What Do You Say with DDJ when you go on to ProWrestlingTees.com or search under... Um, Pro Wrestling Junkies, and you can find the official What Do You Say with DDJ podcast shirt. Uh, it comes in uh, all sizes, uh, adults, kids, soft style, basically any kind of shirt you want, get it. I would greatly appreciate the support. And if you're kind enough to purchase the shirt, I'll get you a shout out on the show. And if you can provide a picture of you wearing the shirt, I will be sure to put it up in uh, the YouTube version so everyone can see how awesome you look in this brand new shirt. Uh, so yeah, the big announcements again, what do you say with DDJ is sponsoring a match at the CCW April 17th show. And uh, I officially have a t-shirt on prowrestlingtees.com right now. So please, please, please support the show and buy a shirt. Well, that's all the time I have this week. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, and I'll be back in another week uh, with a brand new episode of What Do You Say with TDJ? Thanks so much. Buy my shirt. <laughs>